Hello, everybody. A big, big day. Big day. Let's see if we're live. Uh, let's see here. Sleepy eyes, sleepy worker. So today is going to be called It's Okay with Martin from Rockfin, because as you can see, I'm back on Rockfin, which is awesome. I, uh, I've maintained a relatively friendly relationship with Martin from Rockfin, even since he kicked me off. And because uh, it was the first time I'd ever been deplatformed where I didn't feel like I was being um, uh, cornered, you know? Like I, I felt like I had options, I wasn't mad. I just thought he was making a bad decision. And uh, it's one thing if you kick me off Pinterest, like if you're scanning Pinterest looking for the right curtains and you're a housewife and all of a sudden you see one of my bits uh, I get that, but Rockfin is supposed to be a place with um, free interchange of ideas. Not free speech. I don't believe in free speech because that would include, I don't know, kitty porn, right? Like, I don't think that um, the, the, I, the idea of quote unquote free speech is, uh, is kind of illusionary. I, I, I agree with the First Amendment that the government can't persecute based on the words you say. But private uh, businesses, I don't think, should ever have free speech because then it's literally a porn site for kids. Oh, how dare you? There must be limits. No, no. But when you market it as a place where, you know, cutting edge ideas, ideas that a lot of people reject because they're too far ahead or they might scare people or people might think it sounds crazy, but you're not inciting violence or something, then um, I'm your man. And so, uh, porn isn't speech. Okay. Would you like me to go through it? Like, let's say someone is doing streams, uh, doing, um, reading about their, the best sexual fantasy they have with a uh, six week old baby. Okay. You're saying don't kick that person off. Then you should be investigated by the FBI. All right. That's my opinion. Like what if, what if I'm just reading my, my fantasies about six week old babies and how sexy they are? Okay, so if you don't think there's a line, then I think you should be investigated by the FBI, and I'm not kidding. So there's obviously a line. But the line should be, uh, you know, verbally explained. It shouldn't be hypocritical. I agree, but wow, that escalated fast today. Hello, Persian Jew. It's good to see you. Today we're going to talk about uh, the different spells and how they work on different races. Okay, because... Uh, you might think that I'm anti-black because of a certain song about a bike. But let me tell you something about 1991 for me. Yes, a black man stole my bike off my porch, and I never let the world forget. But did you guys know the same year a white woman stole all my tips from her desk at the Palladium Times newspaper, and I was the guy that got her arrested? I was 11. There's different types of crimes and different types of fear tactics and spells used for different groups. And I find it all quite fascinating. You almost incited violence with that example, says Stormy Bear. No, I didn't. There's, I know that you're joking around and all that, but there is clear laws about what is acceptable public speech and what is not. One, one is a direct threat to an individual. that, And the courts are, are very lenient on this because... I've looked into this, not for me wanting to make threats, but because people make threats against me. And it's fucking hard to get someone arrested for threats. 
they have to, the law is that you have to be like saying something where someone fears for their life in that moment. And it's ironic. It's not because I want to get away with that. It's because I've wanted to arrest people in the past who were uh, threatening my life, but it's really hard. Anyway, so much love to Martin from Rockfin. It was a great move. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the Nancy Pelosi PSYOP. Uh, goats, I'm going to reshow my goat video about what big pharma is with an F. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving is crushing, as always. Uh, I'm going to show you the relationship between gold and money, gold and fiat, and the best place to live if you're a pedophile is Israel. Here's a map of registered sex offenders living in Israel. Um, if you ever, you know, it's kind of like Cheers, but for pedophiles. You know, like a place where everyone knows your name? <laughs> I'm just kidding around Israeli bears. I know a lot of you guys are good guys, but uh, I just thought that was really funny. Okay, so now let's quickly take a look. My son said the other day that every race have a fantasy-filled belief of other races based on program. Yeah, because I've, I've learned that Black men are scared of police and I've never been afraid of police. And that's great. Like, cause that would suck. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a relationship between, uh, uh, urban black males and police that I don't understand. I did a bit years ago that I just remembered because now I'm like, you know, I'm just like seeing the world from like different points of view. <laughs> and it's interesting I did a bit about my black friend saying, but you don't, uh, you don't know what it's like. And my response was, you don't know what it's like not to know what it's like. <laughs> right? It's so obvious. I remember doing that bit six years ago and people were like, oh, how dare you? Right? But think about what it's like to be a white dad. So we don't have to ever be afraid of the police. I've never been afraid of the police. Like even when I see the lights, for like a ticket or something, I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder what this guy's up to. Unless I'm broke. And then I'm really upset because I know I have to pay a lot of money for something. But I just don't have any fear at all of prison, of police. I just don't. And I'm sure that that uh, can make certain black people be like, must be nice. Like, that sucks. A lot of us are constantly afraid of the police. And a lot of it has to do with the social economic structure of a lot of cities. Like, um you know, uh, gentrification of Harlem and, you know, the grabblers, literally grabblers who did this intentionally, they put the bridges so low that public buses couldn't get into white areas. They would police that area differently because of economic situations. Um, they would get involved in the drug trade. They would bring crack cocaine. And like there's <laughs> when when black truthers meet white truthers, it usually starts as like a little like, where are you coming from? And by the end, it's like fucking fascinating. When I used to tour with Roy Wood Jr., who's, uh, you'd recognize him if you saw his face, this hilarious black comic. His dad was like um, one of the main voices of like black America back in the 80s and 70s. He's like one of those guys, it's like young blood, you know? And we'd do all black rooms in the deep south, and I love those crowds. Um, and afterwards, because they were, they were like the truthers. Highways were built that divided the city on purpose. Yeah, yeah, on purpose, and it was racial. That's a fact. The CIA did bring crack. I don't, I'm not going to blame it on the CIA. They probably used another agency. 
but they brought crack. They were they were selling crack into the cities to get money to do black ops and all that. That's all documented fact. Black wealth was going up from World War II right until uh, the Kennedy Johnson era of the great the great civilization. What did they call themselves? The the great something. And then they got him addicted to welfare, dependent. Yeah, Robert Moses. You know all this shit, Long Island Jewberry. You know about Robert Moses? Yeah, Robert Moses was the city planner who did this intentionally. So it's easy just to say, oh, these fucking blacks, they steal a lot of crime, blah, blah, blah. Because I was thinking about it today. I was like, okay, if, if the police trigger blacks, what triggers whites? Blacks trigger whites. You know, the spook stories are always like, oh, you know, uh, they're going to murder you. They're going to mug you. They're going to rape you. Right. And because they do have insanely high crime stats, but almost all of it is on each other. And I'm not saying they don't. I had my bike stolen right off my porch. I get it. I'm not denying that fact. But the more we actually when you read the Zionist protocols. Yeah, great society. Thank you. When you read, read the Zionist protocols, their goal is always to get whites and blacks to blame each other for the problems of the financial situ- situation. Like, if you look at gold, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Great Society. Yeah, if you look at, quote unquote, the black community, whatever that is, in the 50s, you're looking at men in suits, high rate of marriage. They had a higher rate of having children in wedlock than a lot of white people did. That'll bl- that blows your mind, right? It's true. Look it up. Uh, and they, uh, and they were having these charter schools that were very, very successful because it would be like black men teaching young black boys. And so with the civil rights movement and, you know, freedom and all this bullshit, and I've talked about this on a million streams before, these aren't new revelations, but I'm just kind of putting it together today. Um, because things are changing out there and people are starting to see actually what's that there's a small group that loves to create these, these tensions. Um, and it's not even, it's not, and by the way, it's not Jews. Uh, The group does call themselves that, but there's a ton of Jews that aren't in on it. And, uh, and that's obviously true as well. But, um, but, uh, what was I talking about? I can't fucking remember. I was just on a great run. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the making it seem like segregation was only benefiting white people, quote unquote, and hurting black people is a lie. It's a total lie. True. My parents are products of it. And then they got blinded by MLK and the moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the truth is a lot of these quote unquote black communities were actually out competing in certain areas. So to bring the blacks into the white schools and the whites and to fire all the black teachers, quote unquote black. I know black's just a trademark and white's just a trademark. It's like a chessboard. I get all that. Trust me. You're, you're talking to somebody who gets it. But um, it, what it did, it discombobulated everybody because you have these bitter, you know, people that are now accepting victim consciousness coming into quote unquote, white schools, but just don't picture it as skin color, picture it as a homogenous community, you know, cause it, you could use Scottish with the Irish or like French with the Germans. It doesn't have to do, it's not unique to black, white. It's just about discombobulation. So the black teachers that were teaching their own uh, community were all fired. 
Do you know that famous picture of the dog biting that young black man? Uh, that dude is given a lot of interviews and he'd be considered right wing because he said the police were holding the dogs back. They weren't sicking the dogs on him. Granted, there, don't get me wrong, there was atrocities and all that shit. But on a bigger picture, you can see what's happening. And so, so the way that they can work up uh, blacks to do violence is very similar to um, a technique they used in Vietnam. You guys want to hear about the jackals? Anyone land on the moon, they're going to go blind. Armos, Major Graveler, they rule by division. Yeah, okay, so the Vietnamese are notoriously uh, peaceful people. You know, they like to eat rice. They're very small, jungle-type people. They pick fruit off the trees. They're very mellow. The jackals would go in, you know, these special operations would go in before the troops. And they did this in Afghanistan. They did it in Iraq. They do it all over the place. I happen to know a lot about how the military operates based on a lot of bears that used to be in these groups. And they became truthers. And, you know, they tell me how this shit works. And so, so ops would go in and do horrifying shit to get the locals full of emotion and hate. And then when you, you I'm not going to even ex describe the horrifying shit, but it was really bad. Like really, really bad. Like spectacles of horror. And so the locals would start becoming enraged and become quote unquote extremists. And so once they got them enraged enough, they, they could send in the infantry because then the infantry would be reacting to people they viewed as monstrous. Like someone's just running like they don't care if they die at you. It's so like completely unreasonable and nuts that the infantry would feel like a lot more comfortable. It's what the trolls do. Yeah, exactly. And I've had to deal with that too. Like in, in YouTube live streams and stuff, some of my like most crazy eyed looking clips of me it's because I'm literally getting death threats and shit of my family that no one else can see. It's always, and the way that it operates is they'll do something to a group of people that no one else sees, and then they let them go. And then they're out like, you don't know, man, this fucking, and, and then, so then the people that are unaware of the operation now view them as nuts. And so the major psyop against quote-unquote black urban America was financial and about breaking their ability. They were financially incentivizing them to have broken homes. And so then, you know, I, I had a, a, a great awakening with the COVID thing because I related a lot to Muslims because I, would I refused to wear the mask. And people looked at me like I was a terrorist, right? It was exactly like how I used to look at Muslims on planes. Like I'd see some asshole come on with like a big turban, which ironically isn't even Muslim, it's Sikh. And I'd be like, oh fuck, he's gonna explode the plane. Everyone's gonna die. Because I had been worked up with that propaganda. And, uh, and then I realized that I was the new Muslim. Like me not wearing a mask, people looked at me like I was intentionally trying to kill their grandmother. And so to get me to react, so, so I remember one time I was touring and there was this Palestinian dude that I was talking to. I think I was in England. I think I was in Manchester. And we're at the bar drinking and partying and talking. And I was talking about how great Israel was. <laughs> I'm like, because at the time I was like, man, Islam, the fucking terrorist, right? And he looks at me and I could tell he had fiery 
And like, I almost saw tears welling up in his eyes, but he didn't react. He was, he just goes, there's another story to that. And I'm like, yeah, man, yo, you're a cool dude. I mean, you're a cool dude. But I'm like, but Israel's great, man. It's democracy. We need a democracy in the Middle East, you know? This is not that long ago, guys. This might be six years ago. I, I believe this. I was like, you know, we, we need that democracy in the Middle East. We need to keep these fucking, these sand people a little more controlled. You know what I'm saying? And he's looking at, because I don't censor based on who I'm talking to. Like, I don't say N-word around black people and then nigger around other people. Like, I'm not a two-faced person. So I'm telling this guy, I'm like, no, dude, you're cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, you seem like a good guy. But like, you know, you guys, you, you blow yourself up because you hate our freedom. I mean, what the fuck? And he didn't react. And I always will now remember him as a very strong man. Because imagine if he was like, lo, 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 I'm going to kill you. Because that would have reaffirmed my claim. And the, the way a lot of people are controlled is act like an animal, get treated like an animal. And so I was totally wrong with my view of Israel. Like, and what those people were going through. Um, you know, technically, I believe Israel has a right to exist because it's the right of conquest. And they fucking took it. Just like, you know, settlements and demographics win and they got it and that's it. I think it was super deceptive and I think that they're mistreating people there in open air uh, concentration camps, but you know, it is what it is. This is pretty funny overall. I was unwound from that paradigm when I became friends with a Palestinian too. Now he's my best friend. Yeah, a lot of Palestinians are some of the coolest dudes ever because they, they, they or they're nuts or they're like really emotional, hyper-emotional and that emotion that is, is how people are gaslit. You know, and the gaslighting that's been done to me, and you can see now with other people, uh, is when we react emotionally, but we're reacting, what we're reacting to is totally understandable. Like, can, can you imagine a Palestinian whose who's, uh, family's lived in a home for 20 generations and a bunch of grabblers like shoot his pregnant cousin in the belly, you know, and he's just like, holding on to a cedar tree that's been there for 300 years and like tanks are rolling up, like horrifying shit. And so like he could then always react that way to anyone who's Israeli or Jewish. But if you can stay human, it's very much like, um, it's very much like um, uh, that, that book Dune with the uh, Gumjabar where he, the, the, the prince has to put his hand in a hole and he's going to feel a burning sensation that's incredibly painful, but he can't take his hand out or else it proves he's an animal. And, and if he takes his hand out, they will give him a jab in the neck and he will die immediately. It's called the gum jab R. It's like the metaphor. It's so unbelievably obvious. And so if you can hold your hand in there and take the pain and not react then the pain goes away and you can walk away, right? And I think we're all experiencing this now on certain levels and we're all being programmed differently. Like I'm not programmed to hate the police or be afraid of the police. I'm programmed to be afraid of black people. I'm programmed to be afraid of, you know, like, like black violence. I get sent clips all the time of like, watch this black guy just fucking beat the shit out of this woman for no reason, right? And you're like, oh, and don't get me wrong. I like living in Idaho. I don't want to live in an urban environment of any kind or around people that are 
See, this is when things get really weird is because you can know that this is programming and you still are like, yeah, but I don't care what causes it. I don't want to be around people that look at me like I am they're a bad person, you know, because the way that they've done it is the, the white black thing, pit and pedestal, you know, because the black man can say, you don't know what it's like to live in a ghetto and be afraid of police. And, and then I say, well, then don't commit crimes. And then they say, you don't, what the fuck, man? It's like, no, they, they, they'll, they'll pat you down. Even if, and I'm like, eh, it's small price to pay. And at that point, it's like, but then the white, the black man doesn't know what it's like to be the white dad whose kids all idolize black celebrities. Like imagine being a black, a white dad and you look in your little buddy's room and there's a black man playing basketball on the wall and he's listening to a black man's rap and he's listening to black, 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 black. And so, but, but he's been told over and over and over again, like you're, you're uh, more powerful than them. You know, you're, uh, you should feel bad about slavery, blah, 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 blah. And that's the trap. So here is it according to farming. I made this about a year and a half ago. And then we'll get more into why I got kicked off Rockfin. I'll show you that cartoon again. We'll read some mail, have some fun. Uh, real quick, uh, PayPal is back to charging you $2,500 for disinformation. I, I told you guys they were going to come back. This is a great meme. Only women can get pregnant. PayPal balance, minus $2,500. All right. Uh, so nuts. So nuts. Okay, go. guys. Time for a little lesson. And population control and global governance. <laughs> Outside this door is a bunch of goats who want to storm the castle. So what do I do? Time for some pornography and corn syrup. So now when I open the door. And now I get to pick them off one by one. Hey, do you want a loan with that car? 2% financing. And you're stuck. Now I'm behind you. And there's your wealth. <laughs> you see how control works? Hilarious. Very simple. Hilarious. Student loans, student loans, interest on your student loans. I hope all the dining hall meal plans and bisexual experiences were worth it. This <laughs> is now for the rest of your life. Interest on the student loan. Interest on the student loans. Hey, enjoying your Hollywood entertainment up there? Interest on your student loans. Interest on your student loans. You want a boat? You want a ski do? Hey, black goat. It's, it's the blonde goats that are taking your milk, not me. It's the blonde goats. Now get in there. Come on, justice. Go get some justice. Get some justice. Go get some justice. Black goats matter. Black goats matter. Yeah, it's that blonde goat out there taking your milk. Now, why don't we get you a nice loan and time for some justice. Oh, by the way, someone just said YouTube took this clip off her uh, clip channel. So understand this is censored because I may not be afraid of police or prison time, but I operate the Internet as if I'm always going to be, quote unquote, detained or it's so funny. It's like this harmless clip with a lot of insight is not allowed on YouTube. It's not allowed on Twitter, it's not allowed on Facebook. This is considered hate. And so I know uh, mentally what oppression feels like. And someone's to say, oh, but that's not five years for having we I get it. 
but it's just a different cage. And it's like, that's a different cage. And, and you know, the, the greatest trick to do to a prisoner is convince them that they're free. Uh, this is true. And so the debt, the pornography, the interest on your student debt, and you're not allowed to say anything about it. And you, and as a white person, you're supposed to feel like privileged. Like it's an honor that, you know, your, uh, daughter is just getting plowed at a, uh, college. Uh, she'll have a couple abortions and then pay off the debt alone in a cubicle the rest of her life. But Hey, you know, it, it's freedom, right? It's fucking retarded. All right, here we go. You know that it's the guard dogs that are the problem. Remember when one bit you in the ankle? <laughs> Gotta get rid of them guard dogs, huh? Black coats matter. Yeah, yeah, just keep taking those ones. Black coats matter. Hey, Annie, that black goat that came before you got like twice as much grain over there. <laughs> yeah, didn't even pay for it either. Totally taking your grain. All right, let's get to work. Let's make America great again. Hey, Gary, you know how I rubber banded off your balls so you'll never get a beard like the like the three amigos? Uh, and it's because I, we have enough goats and I'm calling the population? Well, it's because you're brave and beautiful. And your new name is Caitlin. It's, not, it's because you're the good guy, not because I'm trying to limit all your population. Black Lives Matter. Make America great again. Black Lives Matter. Make America great again. Hey, three amigos, you guys ready to pump? <laughs> it's so fucking true. But the key, okay, so this is the next level. The key is to, who cares? It's all about having a good life and building shit. You're never going to change any of this stuff. You're, but you can have a great life. And when you're focused on the good, the true, the beautiful, and not what other people are doing, it's great. You know, it really is because the rabbit hole can get so dark, especially when you start reading about these people bragging about doing this shit, about how they, they know they'll have won when every American is focused on stuff that doesn't matter at all and their families are broken and they're all, you know, in debt. It's like, what? Fuck them. They're just a bunch of gammas. You know, if you look at our currency, this is where history is actually made. So federal minimum wage in gold grams, forget about dollars, gold. So there was no minimum wage and then minimum wage, wage comes out in the 40s. Boom, and then you just see it keep going up and up in the 50s and up beginning of the 60s, still going up and up and it peaks out uh, right around the 70s and guess what happened right there? See, this is history right here. This is history. We got taken off the gold standard completely. Granted, we were already off kind of since Breckenridge, but that's when <clears throat> your presidents never mattered. When people say, oh, Nixon took us off the, no, no. Henry Kissinger took us off the gold standard and put it into petrol oil, petrodollars. That means that all oil has to be bought with the American dollar that guarantees a demand, which will guarantee a supply. Okay, bang, look at how much wealth dropped in America. If you look at it from how much are you getting paid, not in dollars, in gold. And then you got a little spike there and then bang, dropped all the way down again in 80. And now in 80, you're already back down to where you were in 1940. But no, you're below where you were in 1940, but it doesn't sound like it because you're getting paid more money. 
but not goal. And then you just have your basic bouncy ball. And then uh, 2000, right before, you know, you got the uh, dot-com bubble. Right in 99, that's when the uh, big banks realized they no longer wanted to invest in America because of the demographic problems. Um, it was becoming too old and, and people hadn't had enough children to, uh, to sustain the growth curve. So then you have your, your uh, two become one incident in uh, New York City, like the Spice Girl song. I need some love like I never needed love before. I want to make love to you, babe. When two become one. And, and so it shoots up a little bit there when two become one. And then just now we are in, in 2022, as they say, oh, $15 minimum wage, power to the people. To actually have a minimum wage that you had in 1970, it would probably be like, what, $50 an hour, right? And then if you look at this other stuff, like here's production workers' hourly wages in gold. You see it's climb, climb, climb. As soon as we get off the gold standard, bang, all the way down, all the way down. It's like a bouncing ball. And then you got your war, you know, welfare, warfare, pump, pump, pump. You got the war because you got to have people making the arms, making the bombs, so you can squirt shrapnel all over the children, right? And then, so you get a little bump and then it's a bouncing ball all the way down. And so that's why a lot of quote unquote conspiracy theories, <laughs> theorists think that they're trying to start another war because as you can see, war is when you can shoot it right up because that's how you start uh, the, the sick upside down twisted economy. Here's home prices in gold, not in dollars. So look, 1960, blah, blah, blah. If you're looking at it in gold, it hasn't even gone up. If you look at it in dollars, it's going up a lot. Do you see it? $50 per hour minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you looked at what minimum wage was like in 19... I mean, look at that. That's when people could work at a Miller factory bottling beer and have five kids at home with a stay-at-home wife. But then what happened was America's uh, um, productive ability was outsourced to China. We got off the gold standard, blah, 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 blah. And guys, 95, I'm not even going to make a percentage, but the amount of Jews that aren't even aware of this would blow your mind. That's why the Jew thing's a trap. Although the people that are managing all of this call themselves that. So what I've learned, because I've been at this for years and years, and now that I'm seeing a lot of people waking up really fast, like, uh, I, lo I love this dude, Kyrie Irving. I just, I fucking love this dude. Uh, where is it? Did I not put this up? Gold, Pelosi, PayPal, Goats. I, think, I don't think I put it up. So he, uh, I thought I did. This is the type of shit that they were really worried about. Hang on a second. When people start realizing that white and black aren't a thing. Okay. And by the way, I'm not racially condemning Jews. I don't even think they have a coherent race. Um, but it doesn't matter. I swear, dude, focusing on what others are doing doesn't matter. But this dude's crushing. So Kyrie Irving boosts anti-Semitic movie peddling Jewish slave ships. Right. It's still not false, though. You can call it anti-Semitic all you want, but it's not wrong. It's true. Now, I mean, you could even make an argument as to, you know, there's always been slave ships. Like right now, a public bus is a kind of a slave. Like I'm technically a slave when it comes to my social security number, my 
my birth certificate, my tax ID numbers. Fine. I don't even care, dude. Like, I swear to God, I don't even care. It's like, but the truth is the truth and calling the truth hate. Um, that's why black people stay so emotional. Yeah, no, I, I think, no, Black Lady Bear, you're, there's a, there, there is truth to that. Like what the jackals did in Vietnam, I think has been applied to a lot of uh, black people in America, as well as truthers, as well as quote unquote conspiracy theorists. It's not a racial thing because they did the same thing to me. They, wound, they wind you up with threats and fear tactics and MK triggers and all that. Oh, someone's coming for you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, like, think about all the quote unquote white guys on the internet freaking out about black people, even though they've never been assaulted by a black person. Or how many black people are freaking out about cops, even though they've never actually had a negative interaction with a cop when they weren't committing a crime. You know, you have been programmed. Like, aside from one bike theft in 91, I actually haven't been assaulted by any black. And, and I have gone through phases where I'm like, oh, they're just more violent. You know? And, and like, I, I know the whites are like, oh, no, we're so dignified. They're just, dude, a lot of whites love thinking about our ancestry when we were like Vikings and like people dueled to the death with a sword all the time. Like, that's thug shit, man. Where it's like, if you look at old paintings where you just got like ripped Vikings with swords and shit and everyone's like, yeah, white people are great. What are you looking at? You're looking at people ready to commit violence over honor all the time. You're looking at people rowing boats to areas and like looting and taking all the shit. You know, I do think there is differences between whites and blacks in general, but I just don't think that either race is fully coherent. Anyway, so this is the sketch that originally got me kicked off uh, Rockfin. And now that I'm back on Rockfin, let's take a look at it and we'll uh, just register and see if it's really as racist as people thought. Or if I was giving a um, a cultural critique of how a certain type of quote-unquote black man treats another certain type of quote-unquote black man and who's really giving the orders. Man, this nigga, this nigga, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving think he's above the vaccine. Listen, nigga, we didn't want to take the vaccine, but our Jew master said we had to or else we don't get our money. <laughs> nigga, you, you, you don't even care about the black people. See, because I'm just going to give a little commentary on this. The most demeaning, dehumanizing, anti-quote-unquote black behavior I've ever seen is out of quote-unquote black pundits on TV going after any of them that won't go with what, you know, Massa orders. And that's obviously the point I'm making. And maybe now that the, uh, the emotions have settled a little because the jackals have moved on to another, uh, another thing, that's what I'm, I'm mocking these men as cowards, not as black men. What that Tuskegee experiment, where they open, the CDC openly injected blacks with poison to sterilize them and give them syphilis. Yeah, yeah, we all know them conspiracy theorists that are not open fact. But Kyrie Irving, you just, why don't you play ball? <laughs> Nigga, 
All the white man and Pfizer and shit, they want you to inject poison in your body, nigga. You do it, or else you ain't a nigga. You some kind of free-thinking black man. Nigga, nigga, you ain't free. Nigga, we give you money. Kyrie Irving, man, <laughs> you let us down, Kyrie. Nigga, when a Jew tells you to inject something in your body, you do it right then. You don't put up a fuss. You don't fucking have your own ideas and thoughts. Nigga, we didn't want the vaccine. I, I, I'm tasting blood all day long in my mouth. My, my leg don't work, Kyrie. But I get $8 million a year by the Jews. And if we go against them, they don't let us have our bananas. Yeah, man. Yeah, you want to drive a big car? You do what the Jews say. Look at me. I shack. I do Radio Shack commercial. I'd tap dance for these niggas if they give me bananas, okay? Listen, Kyrie, from one nigga to another, do whatever the Jew said. I mean, I'm doing Old Spice commercials. I mean, what the fuck, Kyrie? I hate you because, because you're free. free. So I will call you a Uncle Tom because you won't do what your master say. I lost two toes on my motherfucking foot because the Jew told me to take a shot. Why won't you take a shot, Kyrie? <laughs> okay, so now that we see how brutally lethal those vaccines were, you can look back at what I was actually mocking, right? And I actually think Shaq seems like kind of a sweet guy. I can't stand Stephen A. fucking Smith, though. But Shaq usually looks like he has that look in his eye like, Listen, man, you don't even want to know what they're making me say. They got video of me getting BJs from, like, hundreds of women. Um, you know, it's just kind of like Shaq always has that look in his eye. Like, uh, like he's like, come on, man. You're making me say this shit. Like, when you see him doing the commercial, because I've met Shaq. He's actually, like, a good dude. And uh, But he just has that look of, like, dude... Just help me get through my day, Kyrie. Just take the shot, man. Maybe we will be given the sweet death that we that I deserve. Um, all right, Rockfin has a super chat. Inside you are two wolves. One wolf is yay. The other wolf is yay. You are yay. That's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, story to share that is one of my your stream. Nice. That's very long. I'll read it to myself. All right, let's read some more here. Odyssey, Owen Benjamin, through the wire, I don't know, uh, donor name, upside down guy. Thank you, upside down guy. All right, let's read my super chats. Uh, a few shekels to show my appreciation for a weekend stream, anytime. Welcome, Dome Bear. Oh, but the bottom line is, this whole system that we're in, let me just summarize my opinion on this, because I can see things moving quickly now. It's always been there, and it will always be there. It's, it's be in the world, not of it, right? It's like so biblical that when you're dealing with material-based management of sinful people, these are the uh, systems and structures that come into place. It's not up to us to heal the world or to stop the systems. It's to understand the systems. That's why I'm all about explaining this shit. And some people, get, they, they used to get a lot more afraid of me because they didn't know what my goal was. You know, they, I think that a lot of people really did think I was like wanting to fight the system, 
But that's like fighting the water. It's like throwing spears at the water to kill the water, <laughs> right? No, it's all about educating people to how these things work and where the traps are. The traps are debt, addiction, immorality, and, um, and hyper-emotional responses. So the way the jackals work and the way they've always worked, and none of this is new. You know, one of the biggest tricks that the de demonic realm pulls is they get you to think that like, oh, this is it. That's why I'm not going to do any doom and gloom shit ever. Oh, diesel shortage. This is it. Whatever the fuck the newest thing is. Because I really think the demonic realm is always trying to get you to be like, if we don't do this, democracy dies. Or, you know, the left gets uh, triggered by um, global warming. Dude, the oceans are going to rise and everyone's going to die if we don't all get ves fucking Vespa Priuses. Right? It's like the blacks are like, if we don't have, have police reform now and get rid of the police, they're, they're going to beat us and put us in fucking prison. And the whites are like, if we don't, you know, it's all managed and just the reality is tomorrow the sun will rise. Tomorrow um, you have, you know, they don't, they don't control the light. It's only the shadow realm. The shadow realm is where you fall in, where you have to heal the world, right? Where it's your job to save mankind or you have to... Um, get up. You know, they keep saying, who's going to stand up and do something? What would you want me to do? If you want to stand up and do something, stand up and pick your pears. Stand up and play with your kids. Stand up and, you know, kiss your wife. Stand up and rake your, your lawn. That's literally the most courageous shit you can do. To do an act of triggered emotional response is how they try and get, how they try and get you. We literally do something every day, do something implies we're doing that. Yeah, I mean, I was called a coward years ago because I was telling people to homestead and to like have family. They're like, they're just going to come take your garden and put you in a camp. Dude, smart people in like 2019, 2018 were telling me that. They're like, oh, good luck with your goats. You're going to it. Oh, that's what whites are scared of. Whites aren't scared of prison from cops. Whites are scared of FEMA camps. I never put that together. Yes. White truthers, white rural types are scared of being put in a, a communist gulag. We're not scared of prison. We're not scared of... I, I've never been afraid of going to prison or police. It's just not in my programming. Like, I've never been like, oh, they're going to... They're going to get you. They're going to put you, give you five years. Uh, dude, in the black realm, it's, that's constantly on their minds. My world is like, and I'm not afraid of FEMA camps, but that's always the white person response. Where it's like, oh, the commies are just going to put you in another gulag. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, the Holodomore 2.0, all that shit. Where it's like, oh, they're, they're just, the, the state is going to, yeah, there's a lot of white fear of the state putting you in a camp and repossessing all your shit. It, it never happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like been four years, five years, but like I'd milk my goats every morning. It's because you have nothing to hide. Yeah, but I mean, I, a lot of whites have nothing to hide and they're terrified of fucking FEMA camps. I don't even know why they're scared of that. Like FEMA camps are designed to help people eat when uh, a collapse happens. And a lot of people die there, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I have a friend that lives out here that worked Katrina FEMA camp and said it was fucking nuts. 
Like the shit that they would have to bulldoze, you don't even want to know. Uh, guilty, all that shit lives in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, both fears are the state. Yeah, but it's all state of mind now. The state isn't... Okay, if they can get you to fear the state instead of God, what are you going to do? Trying to overthrow the state? Good luck. That's quicksand. That's, that's, that's what the, the devil loves that shit. You want Taco Bell to have their own army? You want everything to be terms and conditions? You want to get rid of your post office and rely solely on PayPal and Gmail? Are you fucking nuts? You know, the government isn't your enemy. The police aren't your enemy. The FEMA camp isn't your enemy. The idea of black crime, you know, this is like, and I, I know the bitch you comments are going to go, oh, you're a pussy. You're now a pussy. Oh, you fucking pussy. I've always said this shit. I make fun of blacks more than anybody and I will continue to do so. But you, you have to acknowledge how they're charged up to, to have this shit culture. You know, it's, it's by design. And if you don't see it, the, the real story of our history is financial. Like that's our history. Like that's the, the history lesson is the bouncing ball of gold versus fiat money and how they suck up, uh, you know, like a lot of whites are now realizing they're the new nigger and it's kind of blowing people's minds where they're like, you know, a lot of quote unquote middle-class whites always were like, la di die, the system is working great. You know, I just, I vote and I pay my taxes and we went to the moon and but And now you're starting to see like the younger white generation be like, man, they're out to get us. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and it's fascinating to see. It was like the anti-maskers were the new Muslim during COVID. Got a notification from Rockfin. Anti-Semitism must be more fashionable now. That's hilarious. Well, I'm technically an anti-Semite in a sense, not because I espouse the hatred of Jews or violence or anything like that. One of the definitions of anti-Semite is that you believe the Jews control the media. And they obviously... This is when things get tricky. All Jews don't control the media, but the media is controlled by people who call themselves Jews. It's overwhelming. And I'm not going to lie so that someone gives me a lollipop and a pat on the head. That's like embarrassing, you know? All right. Oh, this, oh, you want to hear about bias? Um, I became an anti-Semite when they said you are that if you're against porn. Yeah, if you're against porn, you're an anti-Semite. If you think that the banks don't have a connection, if you think it's weird at all that 70 members of your Congress have dual citizenship with a foreign country, you're an anti-Semite. It really is a meaningless term at this point. Um, you know, if you believe 5,999,999 Jews died in the Holocaust, you are a denier. You're a Holocaust denier. Not even kidding. Because I've never denied that Jews died in camps during World War II. So why am I called a Holocaust denier? Because I question the exact. It's like, if it's not six million, you're full of hate. No, you don't get to gaslight me. Will anyone ask, why is this being done, black Americans over any other groups as black lady bear? Do you have an answer? I mean, it sounds like you're asking a rhetorical question. Let me guess. You're the true chosen people. I've had enough of the whole true chosen people bullshit. I just think people are either full of shit or good. I like 
there's people I like and people I don't like. I'm not very, ironically, even though I've started a tribe, I'm really not like very tribally based when it comes to how I view people. I've seen several bees on Tic Tac show the dictionary definition of Semite and anti-Semite. Some bees are getting it. Tons of people are getting it. It's just a lot of people are so vacated, they don't even have a desire to get it. Have the Jays finally jumped the dreidel? Persian Jew says, laugh out loud. I remember thinking I was part of the chosen one as a kid. Friends still remind me of my chosen one days. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's interesting because we are chosen in a sense. Like, we are on a different level than animals and plants. And we do have, um, we do have a, a claim to this realm. You know, we are, this is our birthright. I think Zion is the whole earth in a sense, like metaphorically. So I think all living men and women are special in that sense. But to say like, you know, I'm from this tribe that goes to Moses and we're uniquely special and we're, you know, that's all bullshit. Was there Pope saying they have a Jew problem when he said they have a porn problem? No, no, no. He's a full-blown grabber. Because it's not Jews, it's grabblers, it's shapeshifters. They will admit in white papers, they will admit that they'll change their name based on who has power at that, at that moment. They're not Jews. They're, it's right out of the Bible. It's people who call themselves Jews that aren't the synagogue of Satan. It's like literally true. Uh, like Kindin kind says, it's actually true. We are the chosen ones in that we all have cho chosen the path. It's actually interesting to spell of it. Yeah, yeah. There are chosen people, but it's your choice. You know, Jesus uh, distinctly talks about how there are no special bloodlines or titles. And a lot of people like to ignore that because they like to have unearned status. And uh, I'm not on board that. I'm just not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe it turns out I'm totally full of shit and there are these special tribes and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't think so. All right. It's just all about victim consciousness versus victor con consciousness. All right, here's some rumble chats. Since it's okay with Martin, here's a fiver to pay the gay away. Thank you, Tom and Anbear. Welcome back, says Jenny. It's good to be back. Sam says, welcome back. You are winning the hearts of people. Thank you, Sam. Bowler Bear sends a banana. So few people will underappreciate how great that it will appreciate how great that is. Yeah, Bowler Bear gets it. His people like bananas. So, how is that? How is that offensive? Blacks like bananas. My kids seem to kind of like bananas. I'm not a banana guy. I like Caucasian fruit. I like pears and apples. And how is that bad? Like, I'm not drawn to bananas. I think ancestrally, my people are drawn to apples and pears. And you would you do you want me to be ashamed of that? How is it? I mean. Why is it? All right, uh, let's read some mail and then I'm gonna go hang out with my family. Wait, BB is a lot back on Rockfin? Yo, yeah. The name of this episode is It's Okay with Martin from Rockfin. This is a monumental day. I know I'm going on and on about my race shit that I usually get hyper-focused on because I'm fucking crazy sometimes. But um, uh, it's a monumental day for the internet. I was deplatformed and replatformed based on an ongoing dialogue and friendship. 
My kids love bananas for some reason. My kids do kind of like bananas, but they're also part not white. You know, my wife is part mestizo, and I think that might be it. Uh, Black Lady Bear says, if you honestly read Deuteronomy 28, 15, 68, reveals why. Black Lady Bear, why, why are you being so secretive? Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us why you think the blacks are being so fucked with? Let me guess. You're special. Everyone's so goddamn special. Um, maybe you have some interesting, though. I mean, Black Lady Bear is quite a crusher. Black Lady Bear, as someone who's lived in the northern climates and beautiful, sunny Arizona, don't you think blacks feel more comfortable when there's a lot of sunshine? I know that's true. I know that. I think, I think part of the fucking programming and structure to keep blacks hyper-emotional and aggressive is putting them in northern cities. They have no vitamin D. All right. Mollet Bear says, eating bananas for BB is like mixed racial marriage, which he's in anyways. I wouldn't call myself in a mixed racial marriage. I mean, Amy, I mean, I don't know. I guess kind of. I guess we now have a part of our bloodline that goes to the indigenous mestizo. But she's half white. And I'm an optimist. I'm like a glass half full kind of guy. I did a bit the other day, Coddington really enjoyed it on the Instagram, about, um, about like dating different races. It's pretty funny. About how like blacks are like way too intense for me, but a lot of like full-blown wasps, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant women were like way too vacated. Like they're like, my husband hasn't been home in two months. Anyway, we have to donate to Ukraine. You know, just there's no like heart or heat. That's why my wife genetically and physically is exactly my type to a point that's nuts. Where she's from a Caucasian culture, like a white American culture, but genetically she has some fire in her and, uh, you know, can throw a headbutt and is ride or die. You know, and if you're gonna, if you're gonna be married to like a fucking outlaw like me, you know, I think just, but I will say this though, I'm basing this on urban white women. Got some fire in the Smith, you know? Yeah, because I don't know, I've never been single uh, living in the country on a farm or something. So the whites out here might be more ride or die, a little more passionate. But in cities, I always thought dating urban white women was always exhaustingly boring. Like they'd always be like, so, did you hear what Brittany said today? Like, I could literally, I remember I was dating this one chick, and I could literally just spend all night talking to another girl at a bar, and she wouldn't even express anger. And not that I was trying to anger her, but, you know, I was being very selfish. And uh, I was like, you don't even care? She's like, well, you know. I mean... Daddy sent more money. I'm just like, okay. But then the black would be like, let me smell your hand. Is it pussy on your hand? I'm like, I just went to get some water. Oh, really? Who gave you that water? Um, so that's why like half Latina is great. I didn't want Latina culture where I, I'd have to text ja, 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 ja when I'm laughing. 
Like that's exhausting too, where you go to a family get together and everyone's hugging and kissing and touching and, and laughing and yelling. Like I like a little cold whiteness to my family get togethers, but not too cold. You know, not the whole like, oh yeah, yeah, everyone's rubbing and touching and ja, 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 ja. Um, I got the perfect wife. Like I really did get exactly what works well with me. It's fucking phenomenal. I'm very happy about it. Uh, Amy has removed the hubcaps from all the vehicles. I don't know what you're trying to say, Titty Bear. Sounds like you're being very racist. And uh, let's just say me and Martin from Rockfin are okay with it. Guys, how great is it? How great is it that we're back on Rockfin? What a win. Let's all just appreciate the win. All right, let's, uh, let's read some mail. I'm just talking and talking like a maniac as always. Okay. Thank you, Big Bear. Uh, your recent stream, 1525, Hipster Anti-Semitism, was one of the greatest of all time. We were one of your original supporters for Ursa Rio and were disappointed with the legal grabber BS surrounding Ursa Rio. Because of this, we hesitated to send support for the new Ozark Bertaria. But after watching your latest stream, we've changed our minds and we're all in. Thank you. Please apply this to the Ozark membership and use the rest to make sure... Your wife and kids have a great Christmas. Because we are old school, non-teachy, and like to keep a low profile on Zionist internet platforms, we have not been able to directly interact with you on live streams, although we would really like to, because we are also major spellbreakers and have a lot to offer. So please develop that new interactive platform that you mentioned recently. Yeah, no, it's all ready to go. We're just waiting on a couple. We're just doing the legalities properly, finally. Um... No, we have a whole new thing that's awesome, like a whole new platform. So people can interact with, um, with gravy. Okay, so which one was this? This is, I gotta put this with the, is this you? Uh, yeah, that's you. Thank you. All right. Have another one? Is this it? Yeah. Uh, my Japanese aunt hated the Puerto Rican hugging. Ja, 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 says Luis Benjamin Munez Colon. Yeah, and like my family's more boisterous than a typical white family, like a lot of yelling and laughing and very open about confrontation. But when you compare that to like urban black, I feel like a fucking... Like, like the, 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 the Earl of Sandwich. I'm like, you know, cause they'll be like just fighting, yelling. I hope it's called gravy balls. No, you'll love the title. It's hilarious. And we've had it. We've been working on it for over a year. I've just been keeping it on the down low. Dear Owen, since I do not possess the superior rhetorical ornamentation skills of a professional trickster, such as Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson, I'm afraid I will not be able to properly articulate with vivid accuracy just how much you make me laugh and deeply learn at the same time. Your stream is a tremendous source of wealth to a humble painter who works with his hands all day. Therefore, the silver is a token of gratitude for the piano man. However, the green fiat is for a different but equal investment of the Ozark campground. Thank you. I wish I had something funny or clever to end with, but I do not at this time. So I'll end this letter with a quote. 
The penguin can slip many times, but the mountain goat, well, that fucker can only slip once. Here's to stability onwards. Thank you, Big Bear, for all that you do. Thank you, Bear Community, White Birch Bear. And there's your info. Let me make sure it's in the envelope. Beautiful, guys. Very, very beautiful. Okay. Um, I'm not a trickster. It's all about love, man. And that isn't a cop-out. I used to think it was a cop-out when people would say that to me. Like when I was first breaking spells and I was like, no, dude, but you don't get it. They're fucking with us. And people would be like, like people that were more advanced on the road than me would be like, dude, it's all about love though. It's all about love. It's about what you're doing with your life. And it is because as this world, um, as this world reveals itself, which is happening, are you, let, let me talk to the chat right now. Are you guys seeing it happening fast? I'm seeing it happening very fast. Yeah, whether or not, like people are now having strong opinions about quote unquote anti-Semitism where some people are like getting really angry and others are getting really defensive and, and overreacting and shit. Like I know somebody, I don't want to tell the story because it's so obviously who it is. I have a friend in Los Angeles that, um, no, I'm not saying the story. It's been on the stream. Um, all right, this is from Sam. I know you keep reminding us all the time that everything you said is coming true, but I can't stress enough how this is really the gift and reward clarity of vision that God gave you because you stood steadfast on the truth and look at you now, thriving and winning hearts of people, coming back with pride to places you left before. Love you, brother. Keep crushing. Thanks, Sam. No, it's great. Rebecca thinks too fast. Yeah, that's why my whole thing was always to slowly get people acclimated. And I made this prediction. I said... I said that people were going to wake up quick. It was going to get jarring and it was going to come from black people. You guys remember? Uh, my entire work crew says must be nice. And I, allegedly I've been with them for one year. It's awesome. They love Kanye's shit too. Yeah. And that dude's doing really good, man. But now that I'm like friends with him, I'm not going to talk about his stuff anymore. Cause I feel like if you're going to commentate grabber football, you kind of can't like know stuff. It's almost like if Joe Buck, like, if, if like one of his friends was on the Giants, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I was really commentating a lot on what, you know, the artist formerly known as Kanye West was up to, but now I'm like, it just feels weird. Cause I like know him and like him. And I'm like, you know, but I will say this, the dude's a really good guy, like just a fucking good dude, man. And I wish him well. And you know, I just think what he's doing is really fucking cool. And it's, and it's intense. It's a hard spot to be in for most people. Um, and yeah, I'm not a gossip. I'll never, you know, cause people keep saying like, Oh, the first day, like I get a call from, from a dude, I, I'll let you guys in on that because it's such a funny turn of the story. But now that's it. I won't ever talk about it again because, uh, yeah, it's like insider ladling. Yeah, exactly. Like the one thing I'm not is a gossip. What I like to do is I like to watch grab where football is. It's happening. If I like know a guy in it, I don't know. It's just, I can't really do the same jokes or commentary because, you know, I'm like, wow, it's just a guy who really wants to see his kids, you know? And I'm like, man, like a week ago, I was like, Cam, where are my kids, Cam? And now I just, I feel like that's kind of mean. 
You know, but I'm not getting soft. Swear to God, I'm the same way with like other dudes I know that are in grab war football. I'm just like, yeah, but you know, they're good guys. It just kind of like ruined it for the insider based ball, says Kyneton. Jesus. All right. Did Ye have an influence on Martin's decision? No. Well, actually, inadvertently, yes. His uh, his uh, interview. Martin was texting me and he didn't even know that I had like spoken to him or anything. He was like, I watched yay talk to uh, Lex Friedman and he was really right about value and all this stuff, like all this stuff that people that own platforms uh, understand that I don't even understand. And he was like, you know, I know you don't want to be back on Rockfin, but we're going to reactivate your account in case you do. And I'm like, no, of course I'll come back. And I'm like, Want to hear something fucking crazy? I'm like, I talked to that guy. He's a good guy. And um, it's fucking weirdly interesting, isn't it? All right. Can't joke about him now. We know he's authentic. No, I will. But it's just, I just know too much shit. And there's private stuff. And I just can't flow state with people I know. Like when I was at Heckler at Renaissance Festival. Like, let me explain this. So. Head and arms out of a wall, and people pay money to throw tomatoes at me. Strangers I'm great with with insults. But when my friends would go to the Renaissance Fair, I, it, like, sucked. Because I know too much about them, and I, I, it, I don't know. The relationship just got off, and so you can't really do jokes about people you know, but also are famous, and it's like... Um, like, I, I now do actually feel bad about, like, his situation. <laughs> As a friend, I could never throw tomatoes at No, no, I have no problem with getting hit by tomatoes. But what am I going to say to my friends? Like, because it's always about physical. Like, when you're heckling someone, it's always, what does everyone see? And when you do that, there's an equality to it. There's, like, it's, like, uh, it's a different art form. But if I know shit about them, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the dudes at this point in the journey, it probably won't help. Well, no, I just, you know, he's a solid dude. I wish him well. I'll help him any way I can. And I think what he's doing is fucking, I'll tell you this about the artist form we know as Kanye West. He cares about his people. He fucking cares about his people and he wants to do the right thing. And like, I have, this is the way synchronicities work. Like, do I feel shame of mocking him so intensely? No, not at all. It's hilarious. But now that I know him, you get to the private public and, privacy and all that stuff. So I'm just done with that. But like, I know a guy through a friend that lives around here whose wife just went fucking nuts and like took the kids and literally had a mental break. And to see how the courts respond to women versus men and just how painful that is for them. It's just, you know, it's just not something I want to make fun of. I'm just it's starting to get a little too real. All right. Did you see his interview with Paparazzi last night? It was super good. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to comment on, on, on it anymore because now I'm like, I don't want to be a, because I'm almost a part of it now. So, because all these gay little gossip sites are like, oh, yeah, he's now talking to blah, 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 and all this. So, like, I don't want to be in Grabware football. I fucking comment on Grabware football. So, like, I'm just going to, you know, that's it. And I know Bitchu comments are going to go, look at him. Look at Owen. Now that he's friends with this fucking nigger, he's going to just cock and... Shut the fuck up, man.
It just, it's obviously the right move. Your, your paths cross in real time. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what else? Did, uh, if Ye threw tomato, that'd be hilarious. His love for his kids can't be denied. Yeah, and it's like, I would hate to go through that. And now, see, compassion can kind of fuck with you as a jester. <laughs> you know? Because now that I like know that it's like a painful situation, I, I can't just be as free to just mock with certain individuals. You know, like Coddington, I make fun of things that aren't even real. Like he has trials and tribulations that I would never mock. You know, I make fun of stuff that aren't even real. He doesn't gamble. He doesn't have a bucket of dirt. Imagine if I just took stuff I knew about Coddington and just publicly mocked him and fucking poked his pain. That would make me a sadist. And so the one thing that's come from me and his friendship is now I kind of, you know, I miss being able to cover his journey, but like, I'm, it's just insider grab or football that isn't fair to anybody. And I just don't want to comment because I know too much now that, you know, it's just, uh, he's like a man. He's like a man with a family, you know? Oh, why did you do that to me then? You, when you kicked me off and then me, I don't know. I'm a comedian, man. All right, how would Ye and Carl Brown react to each other? I don't know. I'm not talking about, that's the thing is I'm done. I know I brought it up, but like I'm literally done with that because like when you know someone, you can't objectively commentate grab or football. You know, if you notice, I never like really go at Adam Sandler or anything. It's not that he has anything or like people I know, it's just too like, I can't be in the flow. I can't make it honest because I know them. So... Unless I hate them, like Steven Crowder, or Joe Rogan, or not hate, but you know what I mean. Like people that I want to, that I don't want to see them fail. I want to see them find the path. I get it. But like people that I know are good guys when they're celebrities, it's just, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like mocking them in the same way, unless I think they're fucking bad people. And I, I don't think Sandler, or Vaughn, or any of those guys, I think they're like good family guys. And that's why people are like, how can you never go at Adam Sandler's because, because you don't want to ruin your career? I'm like, the odds Adam Sandler ever puts me in anything ever again are 0.0000000911%. It shows you don't mock unfairly. Yeah, I like it when it's fair. Fair is like, okay, if you're going to present yourself to the world and I don't know you personally and you don't have private conversations with me, it's all on the table. Who you marry, what you name your, like the shit you say, how you present yourself, because I'm a comedian. I'm literally a jester. If I know you and you tell me shit, I'm not going to, that's, that, it like ruins it because then I just don't, because it's, it's like betrayal, you know? Because I can go hard at people, but it's always public. It's always like, it's, there's a fairness and a catharsis to it. So you're saying there's still a chance. <laughs> no, it's 0%. It's a 0% chance. Because I wouldn't anyway. I, I, I would never work in Los Angeles. I'd never go to Los Angeles unless... No, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm absolutely done with the entertainment industry on all levels. Um, I think what you're describing is called being human. Uh, hey, thanks, bold rebel bear. No, but it's an interesting point of view. I mean, how often would you ever see this perspective? And I know that the trolls are infuriated by all of this, but like, it's just really interesting. So I'm, I was like focused on a guy's journey 
I'm encouraging him. I'm happy with what he's doing. I respect him, but I'm also mocking him super intensely. And then I get to know him, and now I don't want to even comment on it or mock him. And I'm like trying to be a good comedian, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just not fair. It's not like, it just feels like betrayal. Even if you're saying nice things, even if you're like giving anecdotes or anything, it's just, it's like the difference between private and public when it comes to all of law. It's like once something goes private, it's off the table. It's all about mocking public. And now I know too much. Didn't a Chinese company offer you a commercial? Yes. I've been offered commercials and shit, like small like trying to get you back in and I've turned everything down. I will never do anything that I don't own unless I'm friends with somebody ever again. Or like work for any company that isn't, you know, I'll do my own shit and stream it on other people's companies, but never, ever, ever again. BB has integrity and value, sincerity, heart. I, 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 I do, you know, I, that's why I like mock shit. That's super public where it's just like, Short, gay, I don't know. But when I know stuff, it doesn't, then you're like like a sadist. It's like, it feels like evil. Like there's an evil to comedy when you're using it as a weapon and it's like something that hasn't been presented publicly. Never stop roasting Jim Bob even though you know him. Uh, yeah, but that's all public nonsense. It's never like stuff that he's really going through. It's how small, he doesn't even have small hands. You know, it's like his jorts, which he wore publicly, uh, or just nonsense. Like saying he's a bad artist and all this shit. Like stuff that's so obviously false. I wouldn't be like, you know, Jor- Jim Bob, you're going through a legal problem. And, you know, <laughs> like I presented my dog's death publicly. So it was on the table when Jim Bob made fun of me for it. You understand the difference? Like, imagine if I called Jim Bob and I was like, man, I accidentally backed over my dog. I fucking, I'm cry- I can't stop crying, blah, blah, blah. And then he made fun of me publicly for that. I'd never talk to him again. But because I did it publicly, it's now on the table. And, you know, that's great. I like, because he was being such a dick. He's like, how about you play Who Let the Dogs Out? And he has every right to do that because I made this story public. I learned that a long time ago with trolls. I used to get so mad that they'd come at my, they'd make fun of my wife or they'd like, um, remember that Kyneton? I went through that phase where I was so fucking mad. I was like, uh, where they comment on my, me and my wife's relationship or like the fact my son wasn't talking yet or something like that. But I was the one who, who made my family public. It was me. And what the hell do I expect, right? I did too. Yeah, but I don't anymore. That's why I try not to do live streams with my family around anymore because, you know, I'll, I'll post pictures and I'll post little videos because it's encouraging for people to have families. And um, I don't like to hoard my blessings. <laughs> like My life is so beautiful and my family is such a big part of it that I like to show it because monkey see monkey do. You know, where it's like um, people see me be a dad and they want to be a dad and all that. And it's just good. It's like good there's actually an element of protection to it too, because now people care about me and my family, but I'm no longer going to do a live stream where they could walk around or something. Um, red bar is different than red trolls. Yeah. I was never offended by red bar, which a lot of people found, uh, surprising, but I could just tell he was doing comedy versus trying to actually threaten my family. 
if you make your life part of the show, there pe- people are going to come at it. And that's it. And it's not cool, but it is what it is, you know? And uh, and so if you want to keep things private, keep it private. And so there's a big distinction between public and private. Red Bar actually has lines and rules. He's a fascinating character. He is. And he went so over the top about my kids. He was like talking about how he wanted to send me coffins for them and all this crazy shit that I genuinely wasn't even triggered at all, which is weird because uh, I can't believe I just said triggered about myself. I never thought I'd do that. Jesus, I kind of super chat myself um, because it's so egregious, but that's what showed it was comedy. Like, there's no way he was serious. And he was almost just, I don't know. I just laughed. I thought it was funny. I can't explain it. He just did it artistically. Red Bar's thing is, okay, you want free speech? I'm going to test that. Yeah, I'm not pro free speech. I think if someone is reading child sex erotica, they should be put in jail. You know, but that's just me. I'm old school. All right, that's it for me today. Uh, thanks for the donations to Bertaria. If anybody wants to help us buy this land and build some domes, BertariaCampgrounds.com. It lists what the perks are for all of it. Um, one of the perks in the future may or may not be uh, being able to hunt, you know, there, because I guess there's incredible hunting. Uh, he said, I say worse words than Owen Benjamin. Wait, BB, you have more super chats, like a sizable. All right, I'll read the super chats. And that's it. And I'd like to say thank you to Martin from Rockfin for making the right decision. Thank you all, uh, everybody who's just being cool about it, not being a dick. Uh, everyone makes mistakes. Literally doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, BertariaCampgrounds.com. I've made more mistakes than you can possibly imagine. Admittingly, I kind of egged Jim Bob on that night. I told him rule number one in comedy is it's never too soon. No, I loved it. It made me laugh. Like Jim Bob making fun of the thing that was causing me so much pain, I actually enjoyed. Like when I make fun of people, they're like real painful shit. I genuinely hope that they find happiness in it. Like, Kim, where my kids, Kim? Swear to God in my heart and in my mind, I always want people to be like, oh, it's kind of silly. I'm not going to be as mad. Um, I'm always like that with the exception of people I genuinely don't like and think are bad people, which, which are out there. But, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with this and it's a work in progress. All right. Return to the Bard King to the fin of rock. No one is having more fun. Thank you very much. Sam says synchronicity is intense. This tweet is from Obama's brother saying, why can't we talk about the Jews? Oh, I forgot to talk about the importance of knowing how biased you are. Okay, so want to hear my bias? Want to hear how fucking... That's why I'm not going to comment on or make fun of Kanye West ever again because I'm so biased now. He's just like a guy with, you know, a big heart and like a lot of stress and problems. And so it just isn't, you know, I'm biased. Look at how biased I am with this story. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi's husband violently assaulted with hammer and San Francisco home invasion. The band hammer, obviously. Um, it's cathartic. No, it is cathartic, but not when you don't make something public. If I was to attack people's private problems, it's sadistic and it's weird, but the public, that's my domain. And I, I genuinely believe that I've done more releasing of pressure and releasing of stress hormones than causing it. Um, okay. So anyway, 
So check out how interesting this gets. Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy, was violently assaulted inside his home Friday morning in San Francisco, according to a Pelosi spokesman and local police. An assailant broke into the home and asked, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? According to an NBC News source, officers arrived at the home to perform a welfare check and found the suspect and Pelosi holding a hammer, then saw him attack Pelosi, 82, with a hammer, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's name was David DePepe. Okay, so I had a variety of questions. I was like, let's see what I posted. Hang on a second. Oh, dude, hang on. Scarbear said, a place where everyone knows your shame about the Israeli sex criminals on the Cheers Tel Aviv situation. That's hilarious. All right, so, uh, hang on. I got to, like, re-enter everything. Sorry about this. I can just kind of wing it. So I was, I was like, so why would a, uh, to enter a code, to get on my own telegram, what does this world become? What does this world become? So first up, why, Connington, uh, will you just put in this fucking thing what I, what I captioned? I didn't get a code. Where's my fucking code? Get the code via SMS. Oh, here it is. There it is. All right. So this is what I said. This is what I said. Yeah. It's all right. I need a little breather anyway. <laughs> I can't fucking find it. Oh, I said... Wait, so the police just happened to stop by just in time to see a homeless conspiracy theorist hit a guy with a hammer. By the way, they're really focusing that this guy had a lot of posts that were a conspiracy theorist. And David La Pepe is king of like Pepe the Frog. So it reeks of PSYOP. That's already fishy, but why didn't they shoot him before he hit him with a hammer? Is it because the cops didn't want to go to prison for doing their job? Okay, and then I started thinking like, okay, this is obviously fake. So in a gated community, there's a random homeless conspiracy theorist named David La Pepe holding, over, holding a hammer over a guy and the police come just in time to perform a welfare check right as he hits him with a hammer. So I'm like, okay, it's all nonsense. Then, then Kyneton sends me a new update that the David La Pepe was, but bear in mind, so no security at the house, Nancy Pelosi's third in line for president, gated community, a conspiracy theorist is looking for Nancy. Okay, so I'm like, okay, it's all nonsense. Then Kyneton sends me information that David La Pepe is saying he was servicing uh, Mr. Pelosi sexually and they were arguing over money and so he attacked him. My first thought, I guarantee you guys know, what I thought. Oh, so now it's true then, because that sounds true. Well, then what is it then? So that means you see how like flawed that logic is. So I was like, OK, if it's David La Pepe, that's a fake name. This is all fake. He probably had brain surgery and they're trying to use it to like blah, 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 blah. But yet the minute I was like, oh, he's a homo. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. No, it's either not. So so my original thought just got completely replaced because I'm like, biased thinking that 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 he's a homo (laughs) 
But that sounds way more plausible that this dude pays for sex and, uh, you know, the guy wanted his money. And uh, but I just still think the whole thing's fake. I don't know. Who, who knows? I just wanted to point that out, that if I had seen the name as fake. It does make a lot more sense how he got in there. Yeah, there's it's more logical that he was like a, a prostitute. But why the hell were the cops there? Who called the cops? Did Mr. Pelosi call the cops? And then the guy stood there with a hammer for 30 minutes waiting for the cops to come and then hits the hits him. Like, I just don't. And the fact he's not dead, an 82 year old got hit in the head with a hammer and he's not dead. I don't know. I just think it's all nonsense. But I just want to kind of point out how like my bias is like, okay, this is a fake psyop. And then I was like, oh, he's a homo. Oh, it's real then. So I don't know who benefits from the story. The devil, I don't, I, a welfare check. Yeah, there's a pick of Paul with monkeypox, says Louisiana Black Bear. Where do you see these picks, Louisiana Black Bear? Jesus. They claim he called the cops. I'm still thinking, I mean, I just wanted to point out that although it's more plausible how the guy got in if he was invited for gay sex, I still think it sounds retarded. All right. All right let's read the final Super Chats and we'll call it a day. Hart Stewbear, the Bard is back, and that is okay with Martin from Rockfin. Thank you. Friendly Bear says, BB, your goat sketches are amazing. Prepaying the gay way for my friend Norden Bear, who just sold me two cows. That's awesome. Dorn Bear says, a few shekels to show my appreciation for a weekend stream. Indeed. Dread Matt, Red and Ye Voice. Big Bear, I think there was a misunderstanding when we talked. When you asked, is it scripted? I said, who's scripting it? Cod? That's pretty funny. Nice. Adam not Adam Bear says one of Ye's early hits called All Falls Down is a three minutes of truth drops and a great listen. He drops a line saying, I ain't even going to act towards the ups and downs in it as well. The moment he pushes and stops acting towards the left and right, he will truly be free. Um, I remain cautiously optimistic. He's, dude, he's a guy and he's a good guy. You know, that's it. I get it. I, I'm like in a weird position with it now. I can't really comment because it's like I'm not a gossip and I just know I, I feel zero problems mocking, commenting about public stories, as Paul Romano calls the show. And, you know, I could feel bad that celebrities are human beings, but they're in the show and they're professionally in the show. And so if you want to play football, you're going to have people commenting on you. Okay. But as soon as I like no shit, I'm like, I just can't really comment anymore. It's weird. Maybe that was the whole agenda to get me to stop fucking commenting on Grambler football on the best season of all time. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's all, he's an authentic dude. And, you know, I just wish him well and I'll help him any way I can. Uh, I mean, his fucking uh, Instagram posts are all awesome now. Not that they weren't before, but it's just like, and I'm not fangirling out either. Don't, don't, that's not it. It's actually kind of the opposite. It's like, he's just been humanized to me to a degree where I'm not, I can't really be a dick anymore. And it's not because I want anything from him or anything. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. It feels weird. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, talking about building and land and water and family, dude, they don't own the light. The demonic realm wants you to focus on the rabbit hole because it gets dark. You know, you'll read in the words of these Rockefeller bankers and the Rothschilds about how they want to rip you apart and destroy your family and keep you fighting about nonsense and, you know, uh, set up cities where you're incapacitated and put fluoride in the water and make you retarded and make you gay. And you're like, ah, but the key, and this is what I've experienced. And I, I can feel a lot of really good energy coming from this dude too, which is great because it's fucking jarring. The average person that isn't completely mentally gone. The irony is it's the love of humanity and your family that makes you react. You know, and what, that's what the jackals did in Vietnam to Vietnamese. They'd fuck with their families. They'd fuck with them in horrible ways to get them to emotionally react so that the infantry thought they were killing extremist monsters. To get you to react. Part of me thinks that the devil likes to sprinkle in these, tr like th the white papers. Why do they need to make it public? Like, why do they need to brag about it? Is it to get us to react when we should always be focused on the good, the true, the beautiful? If you focus on the light, there's nothing they can do. They want you to stare at them and go, did you know? Did you know that my friend was going to Afghanistan to fucking die for heroin? I've been there. I did a live stream once where I was bawling, yelling, so mad when I found out about weapons of mass destruction and APAC and the heroin and Afghanistan. My buddy had just died and th that they like it. That's like great for them. And whatever feeds them, you know, starve them, starve the bacteria, starve the, the beast, starve the yeast. They're, it's like yeast. Um, did the devil create the mind wipe in your opinion? I don't know what that means. This may turn out to be really good for both the normies and the truthers. Yeah, I think it's good for the world, man. And I was saying that about this dude even before I knew him. I was like, what he's doing is good. He's doing good shit. I was commenting on him as a celebrity and a public figure and I was being hilarious. But now I just, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And you can call me a pussy all you want. I don't care. It's obviously the right thing to do. Okay. Um, the thought of God in tin bear, actually cod fish at Reb lobster is just too much to take in. May the only servers he has to work with be those keeping big bears content safe. Cod is good and cod is great. <laughs> I'm not going to say man, cause I think that cod is not God. <laughs> cod is a dirty little Floridian with a gambling problem. All right, Red Panda Bear. Last night, Mr. Permi Bear informed me that Ye has been shown the Builder Buddy short. Yeah, yeah. Three years ago, I would have found that wild. Now that's just a regular Friday. Onward, Castles and Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's aware that slavery is a choice. He said that publicly. Cody said, been a Ye fan since 04. A few got good songs for the Bears to check out. Family Business, the full Dondas and Jesus is King albums. Ultralight Beam, All Falls Down. Heard him say roses, hey mama, I wonder, everything I am, paranoid, streetlights, coldest winter, Pinocchio story, lost in the world, ghost town, and reborn. Thank you for that, Cody. Friendly Bear. BB, the new plot twist is amazing. Weekly indulgence coming into clear and noise on the Tate Sodometer. I accrued this week. 
Here in Canada, things going strange. Carbon tax has my electricity four times and fuel two times. Time to batten down the hatches. Lots of opportunity incoming. Cod all in on red. Lobster. Nice. Yeah, it's all an economic war. Um, Yeah, it's been an incredible couple weeks. What a great day, right? Lawson Found Bear. So did it turn out that you just imagined that there was a Vietnamese dude at Ursa Rio? Perhaps you had a hallucination. I'll see myself out now. Sorry about your pants, Coddington. And may we please have another basket of Cheddar Bay biscuits when you bring out the lobster. Indeed. That's hilarious, Lawson Found Bear. Thank you. Power Wash Bear. Hey, BB, have following since you got kicked off Rockfin. Can I be verified as Power Wash Bear? Welcome. And it's great to be back on Rockfin, man. It feels good. Why we don't have a general connection to our ancestors from our past lives and why we almost have to redo what we've already learned. That's the term mind wipe. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't know about reincarnation. Part of me feels like it's true and part of me doesn't. I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, I like part of me feels like I've been here before. There's no way I know this much about grabbers just instinctively. It's like, I almost feel like I used to know a lot of like there's, there's knowledge I have that is unexplainable. That being said, I also don't feel like I've been here before as well. So I do, I literally don't have an opinion on it. Um, if that's okay with Martin from Rockfin, now that I'm back, like not having an opinion on, on, um, on uh, reincarnation may be a problem. I think I might have gravy on reincarnation. I think our DNA has our ancestors' memories encoded. Yeah, like that sounds right to me. On occasion, it pops up like a computer. That sounds accurate to me. And that's why, quote unquote, races are different in general because there is differences, but that, but it's not like, there's a superior, like a superiority or anything, you know? I don't know. You guys get it. Just gotta read it. One second. Everybody's crushing, by the way. Awesome. Sweet. It's okay with Martin from Rockman. Thank you, Martin from Rockman. What a great day. Kyanton, should we show the uh, original Martin from Rockman video? Just for old time's sake, with all the hard work everyone did now that we're back. Kyanton, will you email me the Rockfin video? If time is not linear, reincarnation doesn't make sense. It's a good point. I don't have the ability of understanding it. I do feel a connection to my ancestors. Every now and then, I get knowledge or an energy that I, it's not explainable from just being here once. That being said, I do feel like this is like I'm just here once. I don't, I mean... I know that. You don't think I know that sounds confusing? How do you think I fucking feel? All right. Um, I've been having a blast today. I just got here. Nice, Mort Wolf Bear. The way Steiner explains it makes sense, but it took a while for me to accept it. Are we going to retire that if that's okay with Martin from Rockfin phase? It's a classic. Well, what do you guys think? I'm open to, to talking about it. When you have kids during your life might affect them capacity. Epigenetics, great stream. I don't get to participate live very often because I work this shift and sleep during the day. The stream gets me through my day shift. Awesome. Took a German to explain reincarnation for it to make sense, says Josh. Just switch it. Apparently this is okay with Martin now. That's funny. 
No, I mean, we're obviously keeping it. Right, let me get this going here. We're obviously keeping the theme because it's really funny, but it's going to need slight amending. Okay, so when I was, I was kicked off Rockfin based on a misunderstanding, it was uh, don't kill the Jew, kill the inner Jew. And now that more time has gone by and we can see how excited everyone now is about anti-Semitism, it's awesome, non-Jew hate, and all the Jews appreciated that I did it. That it's all about your inner desires that you would project onto a certain demographic. That's what you should deal with, not outsourcing your outrage. It should be focused inward, right? It's obviously good. And I also compared Shaq to a gorilla. Since that's happened, Shaq changed his Twitter picture to him as a gorilla because he obviously looks like a gorilla. And that's not, I'm not even claiming that blacks look more like gorillas than whites. Before Shaquille O'Neal, the person I knew that looked the most like a monkey was a friend I had named Kenny Kent. Kenny Kent had his arms. He was one of the hardest hitters in, on our football team. His arms went below his knees. He was so white, his freckles had freckles. But anyone who knew Kenny knew he was an absolute fucking monkey. And when most people would hit with their shoulders, Kenny would take people and just throw them on the ground with his giant fucking arms. All right. So anyway, here is the My Laugh, My Choice video that all my uh, wonderful listeners all contributed to. So this was our response to Martin from Rockfin. And if anybody wants to super chat, P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint, Idaho 83864. Enter bestream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Um, or on Rockfin, apparently. Uh, as I play this, and then I'll read the final ones and then go. In spring of 2022, comedian Owen Benjamin was kicked off Rockfin, acclaimed blockchain Web3 solution for content creators streaming video. The same week, the company was raising $6 million in new equity investment. The claim of Owen's banning was that he mocked Shaquille O'Neal eating a banana in a cartoon made <laughs> in defense of Kyrie Irving refusing medical tyranny. It was also claimed that Owen telling white supremacists not to kill the Jew, but to kill the Jew in themselves during a quick improv choke was, quote, crossing the line. This is what the people have to say to Rockfin. Other than Owen Benjamin, y'all are milk toast niggas. Unauthorized.tv, here we come. And Martin, you're racist AF for saying you'd get shot by blacks if you didn't delete Owen. So we're all a bunch of gun wielding, thugged out niggers to you, eh? <laughs> My black homies, they love bananas. Almost as much as I love a bagel with a schmear of tuna. Onward to Bertaria, and long live the Big Bear. As a black, I'm allowed to like any comedy that I like. As a Jew-Italian, part Jewish, part Italian, I would not find it offensive if Owen Benjamin had a cartoon with a guy with a small hat eating a slice of pizza. Listen, I'd like to listen to Owen Benjamin while I eat my gabagool. Now, he may call the Italian people fat and loud, you know, that's okay by me. Because that's what you do when you love somebody. 
in between controlling the world's currency and corrupting everybody with pornography, a Jew needs a chance to unwind. And that is why I listen to Owen Benjamin. Oh, Jesus. Assalamu alaikum. On behalf of all the Arabs and Muslims, I now give Owen Benjamin the permission to roast and make fun of me all he wants. I reserve the right to laugh my ass off at any comedian who will make fun of me, my people, just like he does any other people. Baruch Hashem, Chaim, Mazel Tov, have a wonderful day. <laughs> See, the first time that I heard Owen, he was talking about blacks and Jews, and I was offended, but I laughed. I'm Vietnamese. And my family may have eaten <laughs> dogs with our bananas. Hey, Rockfin. As a pun enthusiast, partial gambling guy, uh, I'd appreciate it if you'd let Owen Benjamin make fun of me. And also, as somebody who's watched him make every possible person laugh, if you think it's a gamble to let him do his comedy, it's actually the safest bet you'll ever make. Trust me, I should know. <laughs> as a man with a small... You know, I really appreciate when Owen Benjamin mocks us men who don't quite measure up. It's therapeutic, and frankly, I'm just glad that someone finally notices me. As a six foot four, fully bearded, real life Shrek lookalike, whose spine is so crippled that the way he walks makes Forrest Gump look like Usain Bolt, I deserve to be made fun of by Owen Benjamin. As a man with highlights, I enjoyed Owen's comedy, if that's okay with Rockfin. Or can I only laugh about jokes about being very, very, very attractive? I'm a single lady with too many cats. If Owen wants to make fun of that, let him. Remember how you're supposed to listen to all women and believe them? Believe this. I'll listen to Owen Benjamin if I want to. Stop patriarching on me, Rockfin. I have to go make a sandwich for my man now. Bye. Hey, Rockfin. I'm a hippie girl. When I'm putting beads in my hair, doing some yoga, I listen to Owen Benjamin. <laughs> he may question how often I take a shower or if I should even have access to the internet, <laughs> but I love his comedy. How dare you think I can't handle it? But Owen, now he has the balls to say things like, if you have abs, you're gay, which makes me laugh so damn hard it gives me an ab workout. If that's okay with you, Martin. I struggle every day because one-eighth of me really wants to drink my own piss and i have a right to be made fun of for that and i also have a right to laugh at that uh, as someone who's severely vaccine damaged i don't always know when people are joking <laughs> owen benjamin provides that service for me when i go out i i definitely feel people looking at me i can feel their eyes on me and i can I can sense you know that they want to say something maybe and uh they can say something if uh, Owen wants to say something on Rockfin about it, or you know, he wants to uh, attack people who do wear jorts, who do cut their jeans uh, instead of buying them at the store, he's free to do that. I'm a Ukrainian, and I have the right to listen to Owen Benjamin's jokes, especially the ones where he makes fun of Ukrainian people and the Holodomor. <laughs> Before Owen, no one made fun of the Holodomor. I suffered in silence. I'm an American Irish woman currently enslaved in New York City. I enjoy hearing Owen mock my ancestors for peeing in their own mouth. For the Pope, 
wearing a hat that looks like a clip deck. <laughs> and even for insinuating that women should maybe not be on the internet. So when uh, our favorite bard comedian calls us potato niggers, <laughs> we have the right to laugh. Solange. As an uneducated, blue-collar redneck, just slaving away, painting houses 12 hours a day, the only thing I look forward to is listening to my favorite comedian, Owen Benjamin, <laughs> roast and burn every demographic under the sun. Uh, you know, I used to think he was a great guy. He inspired me to have two kids and under two years old and just start gardening and really prospering in life. But once you showed me that he was actually an evil, hateful man, I, I just couldn't stand by. I am Mexican, even though I got white skin, if that's okay with you, Rockfin. <laughs> so, you know, thank you again for, for showing me what you did. Uh, it's, it's perfect. I'm just going to fall back into my way. I'm a half Mexican, <laughs> half Caucasian American, and I listen to Owen every day. I just had my second child because of him. So, leave him alone. I love Owen Benjamin. Anyways, I got to go. I'm hungry for a taco or maybe a cheeseburger. Hay no fin, si uno quiere que buen Benjamin se divierta con uno y con las cosas que uno hace, déjenlo uno ser, carajo. Negroes like us enjoy some Owen Benjamin comedy if it is pleasing and acceptable to the Rockfin masters. I am myself a Semite. He makes all of my homies laugh. And you censor him from Rockfin? You, Martin. You are an anti-Semite. Wow, I'm a leg to Helen Keller, you see. Um, she taught me many lessons in life, and uh, one of those lessons is you don't want to ban Owen Benjamin. And Owen Benjamin makes fun of a lot of aspects about me. Makes fun of my long hair, thinks I'm gay for having abs, makes fun of me for enjoying background play, and most of all, he makes fun of my ancestral homeland of Denmark more than any other country. I'm a Christian scientist. I'm such a minority, you probably don't even know what that is. But I like Owen Benjamin. And I have the right to choose who makes me laugh. My laugh. My choice. 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 My laugh, my choice. My laugh, my choice. Thanks, Robin. My laugh, my choice. Who is anybody to tell us what we can find funny? My laugh, my choice. My laugh, <laughs> my choice. My laugh, my choice. <laughs> choice, our comedy, and Owen Benjamin, our choice. My funny, my choice. It's my laugh, my choice. Is that my choice? Is that up to you or me? It's my laugh, my choice. <laughs> my laugh, my choice. My body, my laughs. My banana, my choice. My banana, my choice. So we're back on Rockfin. Yay, everybody, it worked. 
Oh, what a great ride this has been. Because, I mean, we're obviously making fun of Rockford when we did that. And so it was such an honor to be back. Thank you, Martin. Great call. But we were also just make, making fun of spells, like programming, where it's like, my laugh, my ch And then people just start fucking it up. They're just like, my body, my laugh. No, no, no. It's not that one. It's, God, that's so fucking funny. I, I genuinely laughed. And it's just so obvious that I'm such, like, I'm such a hater on people with abs. I keep calling everyone with abs gay. But, like, I work out every day. I'd love to have abdominal muscles. Like, I'm such a fucking hater. Even though they are gay, though. Like, there is something gay about... Like, if you're a 42-year-old dad with abs, you're probably gay. Even though I'd, I'd enjoy them. <laughs> Just being honest, man. Like, the more people said that, I was like, man, I'm such a fucking hater. So everyone with abs is gay now. Everyone did a great job. That's, that's the power community, guys. And now that Mountain Bear is here, we're going to do one last. I've already played this one, but we're going to play the cartoon that got me banned from Rockfin again in a victory lap. Martin laughed at it, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Martin's a good dude, man. He really thought I was like a, a hateful guy. Like, he didn't know me. And the more he looked into me, the more it was obviously a misunderstanding. It's like, it's one thing to kick me off Pinterest. Obviously, I don't belong in certain areas. I get it. You know, Twitter at this point is basically like a porn site for transsexuals. Like it's not, but Rockfin's entire branding is about people like me getting a platform because it's not hate. I've never incited violence. I've never like it. And that's factually accurate. My pee, my drink, Mountain Bear. Yeah. So Mountain Bear made this animation. And if you now look at it without this stereo around it and all the spells and lies, I'm blatantly making fun of Stephen A. Smith and Shaq um, and the vaccine. And this is an endorsement of Kyrie Irving, who I consider literally a heroic man. Let's all enjoy it now that all the smoke is cleared. Man, this nigga, this nigga, uh, Ty, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving think he's above the vaccine. Listen, nigga, we didn't want to take the vaccine, but our Jew master said we had to or else we don't get our money. Nigga, you, you, you don't even care about the black people. A court that Tuskegee experiments where they op the CDC openly injected blacks with poison to sterilize them and give them syphilis. Yeah, yeah, we all know them conspiracy theorists that are not open fact. But Kyrie Irving, you just, why don't you play ball? Nigga, all the white men at Pfizer and shit, they want you to inject poison in your body. Nigga, you do it or else you ain't a nigga. <laughs> You're some kind of free thinking black man. Nigga. See, that's the whole point. Kyrie Irving is not a nigger. That's why he won't do what the fuck you say. It's fucking hilarious. By the way, Mountain Bear, great work. All right, enjoy. Nigga, you ain't free. Nigga, we give you money. Kyrie <laughs> Irving? Man, you let us down, Kyrie. Nigga, when a Jew tells you to inject something <laughs> in your body, you do it right then. You don't put up a fuss. You don't fucking have your own ideas and thoughts. Nigga, we didn't want the vaccine. I, I, I'm tasting blood all day long in my mouth. <laughs> my, my leg don't work, Kyrie. But I get $8 million a year by the Jews. And if we go against them, they don't let us have our bananas. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Yeah, you want to drive a big car? You do it to Juset. <laughs> Look at me. I shack. I do Radio Shack commercial. I tap dance for these niggas if they give me bananas. Okay? <laughs> Listen. Kyrie, from one nigga to another. Do whatever the juice said. I mean, I'm doing Old Spice commercials. I mean, what the fuck? Kyrie, I hate you because, because you're free. So I will call you a Uncle Tom because you won't do what your master say. I lost two toes on my motherfucking foot because that you told me to take a shot. <laughs> Why won't you take a shot, Kyrie? <laughs> and now that more and more truth has come out about the uh, vaccine, it's such a great sketch. I, if I was to do it again, I would have added another joke. I would have been like, ah, Shaq. I do Old Spice commercials, even though they've been out of business for 10 years because they give me bananas. Uh, all right, that's it for me today. Kyneton, final super chats, and then we'll call it a day. Thank you for having me back, Rockfin. You can now see that I just a genius, yo. I just ahead of, I so ahead of the curve. I know there ain't no curve. Shout out to all my flat earth niggas. I'm so ahead of the curve. I know there ain't no curve out there, nigga. Shit. All right, here we go. Uh, new phrase, now that it's okay with Martin from Rockfin, crush on BB, Sam Weisbear. Thank you, Sam Weisbear. And I received a tip from Kyle on Rockfin. All right, guys, it's been an honor. Enjoy your weekend. Unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Just remember, it's all about love, and that isn't, that isn't hippy-dippy bullshit. They don't control the light. They don't control production. They don't control the love. They, they control all realms of resentment and materiality and all that shit. They, oh, one more super chat. Kind 10. But uh, I used to think it was weak to say it's all about love. I'd be like, no, but now it's time for war. Dude, they like war. They like blood. They, they literally like when you sacrifice your body for... Uh, for nonsense spells, for identities that they've created in their little fucking laboratories. Uh, it's, it's mine. It's life is fucking awesome. The synchronicities keep popping. You know, the, the, the journey, the fucking story is just so incredible. Um, and Martin from Rockfin is basically the star of it's a wonderful life. Now he gets it. He faced it. And now he made all the right calls. I'm just waiting for Kyneton. So he doesn't have to work at Red Lobster. The Super Chats are very important for Kyneton because if he doesn't get them, he cries. Um, all right. Enjoy your day, Bears. Well, always rising. You too, more Wolf Bear. Uh, Bertaria campgrounds.com. I'll just keep plugging stuff. Bitshoot.com slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Turn on the light. The dark has no choice. Well, any realm, any internal world or pattern behavior that revolves around trying to get someone else to stop something, they own. It's all about what you do. And when you act and you create in your own realms, um, there isn't anything they can do about it. They don't have access to that realm. Like Bert the Bertaria times and all this stuff that we've created has been unmolested because it's good. All right, Kyneton's claiming there's uh, no more Super Chats. So if there is, we'll just do it Monday. How's that sound? All right, everybody. Thanks again, Martin from Rockfin. You're the man. 
Be fruitful and multiply. Don't be fruity and boil, guys.